Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to talk with Zubair Saeed from the Health Department's Community Outreach Team, which conducts public health education and health promotion in multicultural communities. He's part of the outreach team and conducts outreach efforts to many communities within Fairfax County, specifically works in the outreach to the Muslim communities. And of course, we want to take advantage of uh, him being with us today at this particular time of the winter to talk about flu, flu prevention, and the bad flu season that the county and the country uh, is experiencing. So Zubair, thank you for being on the County Conversation. Uh, Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Fairfax County Health Department community outreach team. First question, obvious question, what is the community outreach team and what does it do? Well, uh, the community outreach team is uh, part of the Division of Community Health Development and Preparedness at the Fairfax County Health Department. And basically the goal of the outreach unit is to disseminate health messages uh, to various, <coughs> excuse me, various communities in Fairfax County, uh, basically uh, different minority, ethnic, racial, religious minority communities in Fairfax County, as well as the general population as well. Um, and by health messages, can be flu messages or other types of mess or other types of events which occur. Mm. For instance, maybe there's a tuberculosis outbreak or or uh, Ebola or whatever. Uh, Zika, and so when these things arise, it's the job of the outreach unit to educate uh, the community about various health issues and promote health and to prevent disease. Hmm. That's basically the, right. the goal of it. Is um, is this a fairly new kind of team, or has it been around with the health department for a while? Oh, uh, it's been around for uh, about ten years now. Uh-huh, I th- okay. Yeah, it's 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 grown. Yeah. It's grown in size, but. Um, you know, it's been around for 10 years. The other thing I should also mention, in addition to the health messaging and health promotion, health education, it, the outreach unit is also very much about forging relationships with the community um, so that uh, commu- the, the different communities in Fairfax County know what's going on with the health department and, mm. and can also, on some, on some occasions, advise the health department through the Multicultural Advisory Council oh, and wow. other, okay. other efforts. And so it's, 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 a, it's very much a mutual relationship between the community mm. and the health department. Okay. Yeah. Wh- why, why is that important? I mean, is, is there a, I don't know, is, is there a distrust in, the, in multicultural communities with the health department, that type of thing? Is it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, what we find, for whatever reason, and there are a variety of reasons as to why sometimes this occurs, but what we find sometimes is that uh, in minority communities, they don't sometimes uh, get the information hmm. that everyone else does. Uh, you know, trust is, of course, another factor in some communities. Maybe people don't trust uh, government or uh, government agencies. Mm, uh, that, that's, that's, uh, that's always an issue. Uh, that's, that's an issue with people who are not <laughs> right. or just in the general population right, as right. well. So uh, so there are a variety of reasons as to why uh, minority communities may not get the same information everyone else does, but that's part of our job to make sure they get that information and get connected to healthcare resources right. which are out there. How, how long have you been part of the team? Uh, I think in my eighth year now. Oh, wow. So yeah. you said it's been around for yeah, 10. Yeah, so almost since the beginning. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
why, why or how did this come about? Did this community outreach team get formed? Was there a, a need identified or somebody just thought it sounded like a great idea? Or <laughs> do you have any history on it? A lot of, a lot of the community outreach um, that has developed from the health department uh, started after um, 9-11. Mm. Uh, engaging the community and also engaging the community on emergency preparedness efforts. Mm. And as part of that effort, uh, there was a grant uh, to prepare uh, residents of Fairfax County f in the event of a pandemic influenza event. Oh, okay. um, and because of that grant, uh, the beginnings of this unit, this outreach unit was formed. Um, and however, once that grant uh, expired after a couple of years or so, um, Dr. Gloria Aduayensu, the the health director of Fairfax, of Fairfax County, she she saw the need to keep continuing this mm -hmm. valuable work um, and to expand the scope of the work as well. And so that's basically how it started. And and part of the uh, part of that grant work and part of uh, educating the community on uh, pandemic influenza preparedness involved the formation of the Multicultural Advisory Council, yeah, which is okay. basically a council made up of leaders of various uh, racial, ethnic, rel religious communities in Fairfax County who help to advise the health department on programs initiatives mm. that the health department is trying to implement in the community. Okay, okay. Yeah. So really there's the outreach team and then the, the council which mm. forges the relationships which you which you mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's part of, uh, uh, it's very much integrated into our work. The, right. the council itself meets about quarterly, it meets four times a year. Um, and uh, But uh, that's obviously only a couple of hours. The rest of the time we're engaging members of the Multicultural uh, multicultural Advisory Council throughout the year, as well as other community leaders as right, well. Right, right. Um, when we're talking about outreach, we're public education, you mentioned messages that we, you know, we, we have uh, health messages we want to make sure that the community and the residents understand. I'm just assuming here when we're talking about the community, uh, the, the, the community outreach team, that we're talking about like translation services, putting materials in other languages and native tongues. I mean, what other type of things are you doing or is the outreach team doing? There's some translation involved. However, the county has uh, an agency or a company which they always go to to translate hmm. uh, uh, different items. Um, but really, the the, the members of the outreach unit, and I should say we, we have one person who outreaches to the Hispanic community. Okay, yeah, I was going to get to One that. person reaches out to the uh, Chinese community. One person is reaching out to the African-American, African communities, a general population. Um, and I reach out to the Muslim, Middle Eastern, and Indian communities. So our job isn't merely to translate. Uh, some of us may be involved in some of those efforts from time to time. However, it's it's because of our expertise on the communities that we're reaching out to. Hmm. Uh, you know, we're well integrated into the communities that we reach out to. We understand them. Um, you know, we're part of the communities right, that we're right, reaching out right. to. And so people look to us as a source of guidance and um, source of information that they can trust. Um, and uh, so it's really about uh, people being comfortable with us. Right. And so that we can help 
the health department and ultimately the community at large right. uh, by disseminating health information. Just talking to your, your neighbor essentially is like, hey, you know, Zubair, you know, mm-hmm. where can I go get a flu shot? You know, I just I didn't, I don't have one, you know, that kind of thing. So it's just that. that well, uh, yeah, uh, but mainly it involves a lot of times going out to community centers like houses of worship uh, is, a, is one big thing, you yeah. know, churches, mosques, temples. Uh, but we also outreach quite a bit to schools and school groups and parent groups mm. and anywhere where these uh, communities may gather, gotcha. uh, we're, we're there. What makes outreach to the Muslim community different than the Chinese community, different than Hispanic community? Mm-hmm. I mean, are there differences or sim- sure. and or similarities? Yeah, sure. Well... In terms of outreach that I do, it's a little bit unique compared to everyone else because I'm the only one pretty much tasked with reaching out to a religious community. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I also reach out to the uh, Indian community and Middle Eastern community, but reaching the Muslim community is obviously a religious group, and um, it it spans many different ethnicities. Mm -hmm. It, It spans all of them. Um, and you find all of those groups of people in Fairfax County. So that's one kind of big difference. Uh, <laughs> Huge challenge. <laughs> yeah, and, and it comes with its own challenges. Uh, you know, I try to, where, where possible, to integrate health messages with uh, religious traditions when mm. I'm reaching out to the Muslim community. Uh, you know, if I'm reaching out to the uh, Indian community and specifically Hindu community, I'll do try to do the same thing where integrate their religious traditions uh, into health messages where possible. Sometimes it's not as feasible, but mm. you try to do it as much as you can because that makes people feel more comfortable and sure, more receptive sure, to the sure. message that you're getting. Sure. Uh, one thing that just kind of popped in my mind there seems to be some part of the population that doesn't believe in vaccinating children, mm-hmm. uh, you know, g- generally across the board. Is that um, an issue with any of the, the, the multicultural communities? And are, are those some of the types of issues that, that could be either religious-based or, or those type of things as well? Uh, yes. You know, you, you find them across this resistance to getting vaccinated. You, you find it across all races and ethnicities mm. and religious communities. Uh, um, I will say from my own experience in, in terms of reaching out to the Muslim community, yeah, there's definitely some pockets within Fairfax County are strongly opposed mm-hmm. to getting uh, maybe vaccinated altogether or vaccinating uh, against a particular disease like flu, for instance. Right. Um, and a lot of these um, uh, beliefs and strong resistance comes from just simply myths and a lot of uh, false uh, information that's coming from the internet and people, mm-hmm. you know, these days they read something so right, they automatically right, think right. it's true. True, right. So uh, definitely that exists. And then there are some religious uh, considerations as well. For instance, one of the things I do in my outreach is try to encourage people to get the flu vaccine. Some flu vaccines and other vaccines have gelatin, which comes from pigs. Uh, and uh, this can be an issue for some Muslims, not for all Muslims, you know, but for some Muslims, this might be a consideration so or a concern. So what I tell people is that, well, there are flu vaccines which don't have gelatin. And so here are the brand names you can look for. You can mm-hmm. go to the pharmacy or you can go to your doctor and all say, right. hey, do you carry this particular brand of flu vaccine? Because this flu vaccine uh, doesn't have gelatin. Right. 
We're talking with Zubair Saeed from the Health Department's Community Outreach Team. Fascinating conversation, and I want to make sure that we continue with this flu uh, talk because we're definitely in the in the winter time right now, and it's a it's a bad flu season. But you talked about all these these nuances and things, you know that a member of the community would know, whereas, you know, me from the outside, I, you know, find this fascinating. I, I, I'm learning stuff right now. How did you get into this line of work? How mm-hmm. did you get to the health department and say, hey, this outreach team is, is what I want to do? Well, before I came to the health department, I was uh, director of health education and health programs at a large mosque in, in Sterling called the Adam Center, the, mm-hmm. the old mm-hmm. Dulles Area Muslim Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the largest mosques in this area, along with Dar al-Hijra and Falls Church. And um, so it was my work there. I was already doing public health type of work right, anyways. Right. Um, and uh, I was actually asked uh, to serve as a member of the Multicultural Advisory Council that okay, I talked right, about right, right. and representing that community, representing that mosque, the Adams Center. And so that's how I came and in, became introduced to the health department. Right. I was a sitting member of what gotcha. we call the MAC, Multicultural Advisory Council, and uh, I think I was a member for about a couple of years, and uh, then there happened to be an opening for someone to do outreach to right. the Muslim community, right. um, and uh, I actually started, and they asked me to, do I know anyone in the community, <laughs> and I actually started to think about other people, and, and uh, looked looked around, and um, then I, I kind of realized, I was like, well, maybe I can do it. <laughs> kind of did that Dick Cheney thing where he was tasked with looking for a vice president. He said, well, why don't I do it? You know, so I uh, that's that they, you know, they interviewed me, accepted me. And um, and my work has grown and uh, ever since then. Right. You mentioned uh, some of the communities, Muslim, Hispanic, uh, African-American, Chinese. Are there plans for expanding the uh, the outreach team or communities? Because at, at, at one point, I think there was over 100 different languages or something spoken in Fairfax County. So there's definitely many diverse communities. Yeah, the language, uh, the languages are key, and it's a good point. So there are obviously so many languages that are spoken in Fairfax County. One thing the county often does is try to target the seven most uh, common, mm. spokenly, uh, commonly spoken languages in right. Fairfax County. And so those include Spanish, uh, Arabic, Farsi, Urdu, uh, Chinese, Korean, Vietnamese. So um, these are some of the languages that we really focus on. Okay. Um, obviously, there are many other languages that are spoken, and we try to uh, reach out to those re- uh, communities that are speaking that language as best we can. But as far as the languages that I mentioned, these are the, the primary languages that we try to focus on mm-hmm. in terms of the communities that are speaking those languages. Right. Now, if, if someone has a, a question uh, about the health department, a, a health issue or that type of thing, is there, is there a main telephone number? Or is there a, a county website that they could go to that uh, some of this uh, maybe information is available online in their native language, that type of thing? Well, the health department has a website, uh, fairfaxcounty.gov slash health, and all the phone numbers there are there, and everything that the health department does in terms of all the different divisions and what they do and clinic hours and health department, district locations and all addresses, and all of that is, is, all of, is all there. And also, you know, they have different phone numbers on where to direct people based on their right. questions. There's also a general phone number as well, so people can go there and 
and um, ask any sort of question. Okay. So go to the website, fairfaxcounty.gov slash health, and there'll be a, a main number right there. Mm-hmm. If they have, if they want to have someone from the uh, multicultural out, uh, community outreach team mm-hmm. come and speak to their house of worship or their mm-hmm. community group, that type of thing, you guys uh, and gals can do that as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wanted to get back to the flu conversation. Okay. Sure. Because we're, we want to make sure we get to that before we run out. It's a bad uh, flu season this year, the winter of 2017-2018. Health officials are still saying, get your flu shot. Mm -hmm. So if someone hasn't gotten their flu shot yet, they need to get it. Yeah, that's right. Um, You know, sometimes uh, certain flu seasons are worse than others, and it's it's due to a variety of different reasons. A lot of there's a lot of ambivalence toward getting the flu mm-hmm. vaccine usually, and it has to do with uh, basically, you know, uh, how much benefit uh, people have to evaluate. How much benefit is this to me to get the flu vaccine? Right. Because most people, when they think of flu, they think, okay, I even if I get it, right. first of all, I may not get it, but even if I get the flu, I'm only sick for a few days and then life goes on. But the reality is uh, every year in the United States, uh, over 200,000 Americans go to the hospital every year just because of flu. Anywhere between uh, 12,000 up to as many as 56,000 Americans die of flu wow. every flu season. It's, it's in the top 10 causes of death in, in the United States, flu-related causes uh, of death. So um, it's a serious, it can be a potentially very serious illness. And I can't I always tell people I can't tell just by looking at someone outwardly if they're going to be the next statistic or if they're going to recover from flu. Most people do, thankfully, recover from flu, but many people do not. Mm -hmm. And many people end up having to go to the hospital for an extended period of time or, unfortunately, even dying. I mean, and certain flu seasons, we see more of that. And so this happens to be one of those flu seasons where we are seeing more hospitalizations. We are seeing more Mm -hmm. uh, death. So, unfortunately... Uh, that does happen. How the flu vaccine fits into that is is that the flu vaccine helps to uh, uh, lessen the amount of mm. of severe disease in that is circulating in the community. So that means the more people that get flu vaccine, uh, the less people are going to the hospital because of flu, the less people who are dying because of flu. Right. So a lot of times people, they think by getting the flu vaccine that uh, it's absolutely 100% going to protect right. uh, themselves from getting flu. And uh, although that's what we would like to see happen, that's the ideal. The reality is no vaccine is 100% effective. Yeah. Um, and so really the primary job of the flu vaccine isn't necessarily to stop each and every single flu infection out there. Mm. The Really the job of the flu vaccine is to stop people from going to the hospital or dying because of flu. Mm. And that's something that the flu vaccine does pretty well. And if you go to the CDC website, CDC uh, flu website, uh, the Centers for Disease Control, you will see they have statistics there on how many numbers of people every year are prevented from going to the hospital or dying because of flu because they got the flu vaccine. Right. So that's, th- re- that's really the main message here is that even if you think you're healthy and you're young or you've never gotten sick or you have gotten sick because of flu, regardless, uh, and you think you don't really need the flu vaccine, uh, go out there and really get the flu vaccine because it's the single most effective way of preventing flu every flu season. Mm. Get your flu vaccine. Any other tips? 
to yeah. prevent the flu or just, you know, getting sick in general? Yeah, well, uh, of course, the flu vaccine is the single most effective way of preventing flu. But other things you can do, of course, include hand washing. Mm-hmm. So that helps not only prevent a flu infection, but it prevents all sorts of different diseases. And you want to make sure that when you wash your hands, you wash both sides of your hands in between your fingers for 20 seconds. Use warm water, use soap, scrub really hard both sides of your hands in between your fingers, underneath those fingernails. Uh, you can sing the happy birthday song twice. That's about 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And and really want to scrub really hard because uh. you have to realize that germs, bacteria, and viruses, uh, you need to exert some effort to especially kill bacteria or to break apart viruses on your hands. Uh, including flu viruses, you, you need to exert some effort when you're washing your hands. Right. Another thing you want to keep in mind is proper respiratory etiquette. By that, I mean when you're coughing and sneezing, you don't want to cough and sneeze into your bare hand because uh-huh. all those germs, all those viruses, bacteria, whatever, it's coming onto your hand. You shake hands with other people. Right. You touch surfaces, right. a doorknob. Someone else comes along and they touch that. So yeah. you wanna, when you cough and sneeze, you want to cough and sneeze into your sleeve. Uh, so that way you're you're avoiding contaminating your hands or you can get a tissue, cover your cough and sneeze that way, throw away the tissue and then wash your hands the way, you know, I just discussed. All right. All right. Excellent. Excellent health advice. Um, unfortunately, just right about out of time, but I do want to give you the final word. Anything that I haven't asked you, we haven't talked about that you want listeners to know about either the health department, staying healthy, staying safe, or the community outreach team? Well, I'll just really quickly mention some other projects the outreach unit is involved in. We have a robust chronic disease self-management program and a diabetes self-management program. So these are six-week classes, which are free. We offer them anywhere in the community, in different community settings. They're two hours a week for six consecutive weeks. They're designed to help people who are dealing with chronic conditions. Maybe you have heart disease, kidney disease, lung disease, diabetes, asthma, and you're struggling on how to live a healthy life with these conditions. So we have two-hour, basically what we call workshops, are kind of classes where they're interactive as well as informative, mm. and they help people to live a healthier life. Um, so that's these are programs which are very much out there that we're offering and delivering to the community. We also talk about health department services and programs that are out there as well. That's another presentation that we also deliver. A lot of people, uh, residents of Fairfax County, are not aware of all the good work and all the programs and services that the health department offers to residents and it's our job part of our job to go out there and and get people uh, or to inform people about what these programs and services are so that they can avail themselves of these services and another thing we do uh, is to help people who don't who are who don't have health insurance to go out there and be able to get the health care that they need. Mm. Uh, the, the, the Fairfax County Health Department has district offices, but we there's also the community health care network clinics, uh, which are primary care clinics where people who don't have health insurance can go and get primary care at wow. one of the three clinics. So there are a lot of health care resources out there that are available in Fairfax County. We're truly blessed, and it's part of our job to go out there and inform people about the different health care resources that are sure. out there so they can get the health care they sure. need. Fairfax County Health Department, a valuable resource. If you need more information, go online to fairfaxcounty.gov health. As Zubair said, there's lots of telephone numbers and web pages about other information, program services, that type of uh, uh, available, as well as information on the community outreach team and, and that type of thing. So fairfaxcounty.gov health. And Zubair, thanks so much for being on the County Conversation and sharing this information with us. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Zubair Saeed from 
Alabama Health Department's community outreach team with us on the county uh, county conversation. And unfortunately, a lot more questions I want to ask, but that is going to do it for the time we have uh, with uh, him today. And thanks to you for listening. If you want to get more Fairfax County news and event information, we encourage you to go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news. You can also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329 weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.